Der deutsche Spargelkult müsse enden. Germany's beleaguered defense minister has temporarily dropped his PhD Deutschland ist eine Perle der deutschen Industrie. Und ich glaube, das kann man nicht das ist, Ich weiß, wie viel Liebe dahinter steckt. Wenn Glühweinstände aufgebaut werden, wenn Waffen. Spargelweltmeister ist China, denn die bauen sich. Hi, Michelle. Hi, it's Isaac. Hey, this is Ted, and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Spaßbremse. And in addition to having the three of us here, we are joined by Nathan, a, a leading entrepreneur and thought leader <laughs> here in Berlin. Thank you, Ted. It's my pleasure. Yeah, that's, that's what you go by, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Well, we have, like I said, a, a little uh, a little seasonal themed episode here. Um, of course, on Germany, but we wanna we wanna get in that that uh, Weihnachts Weihnachtsgeist. Sagt man das? Weihnachtsstimmung. Weihnachtsstimmung. Oh, Maybe. It's too many right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Christmas spirit. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> oh, that was cute because spirit geist. Okay, I see. No, got it. Yeah. I probably said the Christmas ghost, which is something else. Right. That's like probably like who visits the well, who guy that? who yeah, dies the, and Muppet. makes him feel guilty about stuff. Right. Okay. But do they have that story here? That feels very British. It, it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they probably translated it. But. <laughs> they probably have like some like really cursed version where it's like on <laughs> Extra a farm evil and, and like, like way more yeah. brutal consequences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they love that stuff. So we are talking about something quintessentially German and the Christmas market, the the Weihnachtsmarkt. Everybody everybody loves their Weihnachtsmarkt. You get your um, you get your little gingerbread thing with like a cheesy design on it. You get your glue vine. Oh, the hearts, the gingerbread. The the gingerbread hearts. Yes. Um, you get the potato twisty thing, where oh, I right. don't know how they make it, but it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, if you're to watch. in if you're in Saxony, you get Hanbrot, which is really good. They all have their little regional. They have little like, regional things. Yeah. They're very tasty. It's they have great. that big metal <laughs> grid. Sorry, but it like <laughs> swings over the fire oh, with, those, with, with the like bratwurst. Yeah, with the mm. yeah, with like one hundred bratwursts on it, and it just like kind of moves. It's a torture device, but it's tasty. Exactly, so you're like it's fine. <laughs> it's like, very you medieval. Knew, you know, they used to use it for something else, and now they yeah. just may. exactly. <laughs> And so, yeah, the the Christmas cheer. You can get some like nice little crafts and like trinkets that the woman selling them will tell you she made herself, but they're made in China. <laughs> um, we we also love that. Maybe, and uh, maybe she made them herself. They look awfully similar at every okay. Christmas market. I think I think we need to be a little skeptical <laughs> of these of these handmade things. So you know this lovely this lovely tradition, uh, lovely you know lovely German seasonal thing. But of course, in the spirit of our podcast, um, <laughs> we're not just going to be able to just say, oh, these are so nice and lovely. And doesn't everybody love Glühwein and, and Kekse, Glühwein mit Schuss, which we're all drinking now. Um, we were just listening to the Helena Fischer Christmas album <laughs> to get in the spirit. Both of those things are true. <laughs> but of course, we're not just going to be able to say, oh, Germany's so nice. Don't you just love these Christmas markets? And it's so seasonal. Of course, we're going to have to look at uh, the dark side of that, the grim side of that. And so we have for you the 12 days of Christmas market scandals. 
We will be running from. How does the song go? Does it start at one or go to twelve? It, it goes from at, one and then it stacks up. Yeah, it goes. Up. Okay, it ascends. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we're gonna start at the first day of Christmas market scandals to the twelfth day of Christmas market scandals. So like from the least. These, these aren't in chronological order, but they're in sort of increasing order of scandalousness. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And so these are all kind of. Uh, you know, Low-level criminality. I just realized, okay, it's actually exactly, if today is the first day, then December 25th is actually the 12th day from it now. It's December 14th when we're recording. So, so we, we're doing it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. I don't know if that's how the 12 days, days of Christmas. Christmas work. We were just saying this earlier. It's a mystery. And but We should just say these are all kind of you know, low-level crimes, kind of, uh, kind of silly things, rule-breaking. Um, there obviously was a big tragedy at a Christmas market here in Berlin five years ago where um, over a dozen people were killed in a terrorist attack. You know, something like this and, and the sort of, you know, risk of terrorism in Germany and, and the problems that, that go along with that is something that belongs to another episode and, you know, probably something we'll have to cover at some point. Um, it's not something we're going to cover in this episode where... It'll be a bit more of a lighthearted Christmas episode. And like I said, we'll be talking about things like um, selling Glühwein to underage people and doing tax evasion with Christmas markets. There is no loss of life in our 12 days of Christmas. But I just did want to note that before anyone thinks that this is sort of the. Yeah, not the to make light room. of the terrorist attack. If yeah, we know exactly. that happened at a Christmas market and we're talking about other things in this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so in typical fashion, we it's probably fair to start with some English media pablum about how great <laughs> Germany is, right? Like yes. that's that's kind of our uh, that's our MO. So here's a Guardian piece from 2002, Stollen Moments. Get it? Aha. Oh, we don't have any Stollen here. We don't have any I should have gotten some Stollen. What does that translate as? What is a Stollen like a loaf? It's like, like, like insanely dense marzipan loaves that like you have one slice of and then never want again for three I years. I fucking love Stollen. Like <laughs> my family used to always make Stollen at Christmas and it was yeah. It's like it from like Dresden, right? Yeah. yeah and when a, I was in Dresden a, a, like a few weeks ago, I had some Dresdner Stollen and it was fucking Isaac's good. Isaac's eyes are like growing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, so excited. It's like a very dense kind of corner. corner. And you can do you, you want to grab it? <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> They're fine. Weirdly. They're not as gummy as fruit cakes. Okay. They're more cake than fruit. More cake than fruit. They've got the little That's... powdered sugar. They're, they yeah, are better yeah. than a fruit cake, I would say. Okay. And they have like they have the like the marzipan tube in the middle. I don't. You don't like marzipan. Like marzipan. Okay, well that's a problem. But like in <laughs> this instance, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of freaks me out as like a substance actually. <laughs> it like, has a weird consistency, it just... but it's kind of good. But then you like get something like like a Glücksbringer in like a marzipan form and then it just stays like that forever. But it has like no expiration date. (laughs) Isn't that the perfect Christmas market item though where it's like this is entirely decorative. Nothing about this is meant to be enjoyable other than to Right, but then they eat it anyway. Yeah, but that's just (laughs) German. I was like watching someone eat one I was like wait, 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 wait. I thought this was a decoration. You would they're think like, no, so. it's almonds and blah, 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 it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry, we haven't even started. Stolen moments. Stolen, Stolen moments. moments. <laughs> and oh, just as as if we wrote it, the subheading. Forget the pre-Christmas crush on the high street. 
there's a more civilized way to buy festive gifts. So yet another British journalist looking at Germany and saying they're more civilized and better. And should emphasize, this is from 2002. So this is 19 years old. And they're still doing this thing that Anglos love to do is just looking to Germany and just seeing the better version of themselves there. Blah, blah, blah. It starts out with, can't stand Christmas? Blame the Germans. After all, most of our Christmas customs are actually of German origin. Point out that uh, Queen Victoria ma married Prince Albert Coburg Gotha in 1840, who brought the traditions there. They say a bunch of boring stuff about turkeys and everything else. But the main crux of the argument here that we're concerned with is a German Christmas market contains everything you've always despaired of finding in December on a typical British high street. Uh, it's like a main street, if, uh, if there's any American <laughs> listeners who don't know. Thanks, because I was wondering. <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> Handmade gifts and decorations and delicious homemade food and drink. Housed in a hamlet of wooden huts specifically constructed for the festive season in the marketplace, these bazaars transform the center of each German town into a sort of upmarket Santa's grotto. Oh. That's totally how I would describe it. Oh. <laughs> They're wonderful places for buying Christmas presents, but they're also the perfect places to eat and drink. Eat and drink what? <laughs> Glühwein and Bratwurst. Like, you can do that once. You can do that once a year, and then you're like, okay, I'm the sick The thing of is, right, the thing about Christmas markets, you can do it all the time. Every city will have their um, Oktoberfest. They'll right. have their Christmas markets. They'll have their Easter things. And you, I don't know. I mean, maybe they spray paint the roofs white for Christmas. But it is fundamentally, fundamentally a year-round activity. You can go to, like, the Baumarkt and the Bratwurst stand right outside there is going to give you a similar experience. Exactly. You know, what I, what I always say, like, when I offer people business advice, I say, oh. don't sell Glühwein, sell Christmas market huts. Because that's what everyone needs, right? That's... That's the entrepreneur mindset. Nathan's smiling. Nathan As knows. an entrepreneur, <laughs> I can only, only co-sign the statement. Because no, I'm like, not sure I understand. <laughs> I think we're going to get to that maybe. Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like in the gold rush, they say like, don't, don't go try to get gold, sell pickaxes. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get and it. what's yeah. the most important part about Christmas markets? The, the cute huts. little huts. And yeah, you can re huts, yeah. as we said, you can rebrand them for any other type of market. Entirely. If you're a, a Hutekönig, then uh, you you're sorted. <laughs> Probably like the third richest man in the world is like a German who like owns ninety five percent of the huts, and they like were implicated in the Holocaust somehow. And like, oh my God. This is like, oh, German rich people yeah, are always have, like, like this. The they license sell the to most like, mundane thing. They have the license to operate at whatever mocked plots, you know, like at the center of mm -hmm. each town, there's like the market and they have, they're the only ones who can set up the huts there because they're great, great, great grandmother. Right. Like, and they yeah. also got the contract for building like the barracks at, you know, at Dachau oh, or something. Oh it's the same, probably a similar design and like, it's no, a real lighthearted episode. We're doing so yeah, well. No, so I just, this is how German. I'd like this to circle German back to that if then yeah. statement. If you are Uhuta Kunig, then then we can stop there. Amazing. I'm just picturing the family, right? Like they made a fortune. There's some like weird Prussian family in like the 1700s. They were had a little, you know, they had a, a thriving family hut business, and then someone was well-connected, joined the Nazi party in 1927 and became 
all of a sudden their hut business conquered Germany. Now here they are. You're, you're stuck in our like premium episode mindset or episode that right. we're doing if you on want the to Nazi businesses. That actually do have this history. Listen to our premium episodes on German businesses because this is literally the plot arc of like all of the rich people in Germany. Amazing. All right, back to the back to the content here. No more speculating about uh, the ill-gotten gains of uh, the Hütte König. <laughs> um, a more recent one, another British outlet, the Financial Times. They go on, it's basically almost like a how to spend it about um, uh, like river cruises to do to see Christmas markets, which I just could not imagine ever spending money that way. But it just says postcard from Germany's Christmas markets. The markets, which open this weekend, offer tradition, Gemütlichkeit, and some very obscure gifts. And then they just talk about how uh, how cheerful they are, um, how there's actually an LGBT market in Cologne, which good. Yeah. Better than better than a fascist market. Um, definitely good. I mean, there's and also there's also one in, in Berlin. <laughs> there's an LGBT market here. Yeah, yeah. In oh, Schöneberg, of course. I I didn't go. What like, what does that mean in practice? <laughs> like, it's just sometimes when people say like, uh, we're gonna like have... owned and operated by. I mean, is I think it's it just like Christmas market plus drag queens, basically. Uh, okay. Okay, okay. Like with the performance, because some Christmas markets have like a stage and right, and, yeah. yeah theater of some sort and exactly. so yeah when i went to the one at gendarmenmarkt 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 <laughs> okay. um there was like some some guy playing like covers of like songs from the 80s not christmas songs just just absolute just, random songs. just random songs like from the 80s <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean anyway. that's good uh, we, we have no we have no axe to grind with that but you know they go on they they fawn about how the christmas market concept itself has become an export beginning to pop up as far afield as China and Japan. And yes, those those far away those far away exotic countries in Asia. Even they like Christmas markets. So yeah, they just say, you know, they talk about the the prune men, the the Zvechkin Manla. The prune Whatever man that, that is, is not the prune, a <laughs> the prune man. The prune man. I've never actually heard of the prune man. And then they talk about these markets dating to 1434. Whatever. That's the typical <laughs> stuff. If you've ever been to Germany for a Christmas market, you know, they kind of look cute. They're all vaguely interchangeable and they usually have one distinguishing factor. That being said, who doesn't like having a bratwurst from a medieval grill thing and having a glühwein? Not it, too bad. It's all very Zeus. Like you do have to hand it to them. It is like cozy. They're very, yeah. they're very cute. They're I, very cozy. <laughs> I mean, a little less this year, I will say. Right. COVID. right. There's the COVID issue. They were closed last year. So people are like right. going nuts to have them back. But yeah. even so they're like a bit, they do the different rules. Which then, I mean, has kind of killed the free spirit of them. Because if you, if you walk you by them or try to by. walk in them. Yeah. Yeah, you are caged in. <laughs> it's like not even being on the roller coaster. It's like waiting the 45 minutes to get on it. It's very, it becomes an event that's like stressful and not like, oh, let's. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a thing you stop in and like have a drink and it's casual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want to like. Oh, so oh. in like past years, they wouldn't have been like gated in. Yeah, yeah, you, you can kind of come through. Because I went to my first one on Sunday, and I was like, "How do I get out?" Like once I was yeah, inside, yeah, I could yeah. not You're figure out how there. to leave. Yeah. I felt trapped. Yeah. So yeah, the festivity maybe not quite the same level as previous years, but still, you know, it's a it's a nice thing to do. We we're not going to be like overly aggressively cynical and say a Christmas market is not nice. But as we said, twelve days of Christmas market scandal. So let's get into it. The first day of Christmas, 
Market scandals. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do that every time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we won't do the rest of it. We're not going to sing it. But what we have here for you um, with actually literally the heading Christmas market scandal. These are all in German publications in German. I'm translating them here. Um, this is in Bild, the most prestigious newspaper in Germany. He doesn't mean that for anybody who's like on. No, it's you didn't the, say that it's, sarcastically it's the, enough. <laughs> Bild quite it's, famously is a newspaper where the New York Times did an expose on sexual harassment and assault by one of their top editors, which led to a top editor not only at the publication but within the nation being ousted quite unceremoniously. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Julian Reichelt, um, Germany will be will be worse for your lack of journalistic. Uh, Ethics. So, on the topic of uh, builds quality journalism, uh, for anyone like who's not familiar with the German media landscape, this is like the Sun in the UK, or like, do we have something like that in the US? The New York like, Post. Like, the New York yeah. Post, I guess, but that's. A bit I was going to say like local Fox News. Mm, yeah. Like certain like yeah, cities, they yeah, like have yeah. their own subsidiary exactly. kind of. Just imagine the local paper that has like the cheap headlines and like, the escort ads in the back. That is bold. Yeah. It's a page six magazine. And the best selling newspaper in Europe, we should yes. say. <laughs> like, like this isn't like some like cheap thing that no one buys. Like this is like the this media powerhouse. Yeah. Like mm. multiple German chancellors have like remarked that like their chancellorship would live or die based on what Bild says. So this is like it's not that relevant to this article, but like this is like a this is the it's decider. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. So Christmas market scandal. Mold wine for 13-year-olds is the headline. This is from December 3rd, 2013. At the Old Town Christmas Market, uh, this is in Frankfurt, it smells like roasted almonds, gingerbread, and mold wine. This is Glühwein. But at what age is the hot mug of alcohol actually served at the traditional Frankfurt Festival? Build did the test. <laughs> did they go undercover? Yes. They, they no. hired. They, they, they hired, did not go undercover. They got they some hired, child labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They hired a sting operation. So they hired thirteen-year-olds. High school student Lily, thirteen. <laughs> yup. Child labor. They, they employ child labor. High school student Lily, who either is a legend and got paid by Bill to do this dumb thing, or is the biggest narc ever. <laughs> Says a mold wine, please, at twelve different stands. With a striped hat, scarf, and winter jacket, she certainly does not look like a 16-year-old. What <laughs> does that mean? Which, I don't know. Wait, and then the next part in all caps this is very funny. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting there. Unless, I mean, you can read it if you want. No, nope. I only have it in German here. This is the age limit from which alcohol, except schnapps, can be served according to the law. And then, I think this is what you mean in all caps, still, the pupil is sold mold wine at four different stands for 550 euros, including a 250 euro cup deposit, the, the fund. Of course, the Germans have to include how much the fund caused in they their article. service journalism here. Yeah, they Wait, love it. Wait, I thought that meant that that's how much she's getting paid. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I think they're just specifying how much the glue vine okay. costs at the Frankfurt market in case any readers want to go. That's expensive. That's, that's, and I mean, this, this must like... be in the Frankfurt Central one. So it's like, mm, obviously no. you got, this is where the bankers are going. Lily is asked for age and slash or ID at eight stands. And even 
if she says, this is for my mother, she doesn't get the mold wine. And then they name the <laughs> the stands, I guess, to like give them like better credibility. The good, the good they name the yeah. eight businesses, which I won't bother you with. But, um, you know, shout out to... Uh, Shout out to Bodega. Yeah. Shout out forest. to sh- yeah. Paul's <laughs> Shout out to Malo Flamkuchen at Paul's Platz. You know, these these are <laughs> upstanding people defending the law and uh, not selling thirteen year old undercover narc uh, cop Lily mold wine. So I hope you got paid well for this, Lily. Congratulations. Well, I hope that she got to drink the Glühwein that she got at the four yeah, other exactly. stands. Yeah. <laughs> It's the least you could do, actually. Yeah, come Did on. She, get, she didn't even get a byline. Come on. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> that's tough. She's just an anonymous lily. Oh. I mean, she could have jump-started her career at this point. Entirely. <laughs> Entirely. Oof. <laughs> on the second day of Christmas market scandals, we're venturing outside of our typical geographic remit here. Uh, I hope this Where isn't. I hope this isn't too controversial. <laughs> we are going far afield to Wien, Österreich. Are you serious? Yeah, this is your article, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> you found it is. this, this one. is the one I added. Yeah, because I looked up Weihnachtsmarkt Schwindel because like, it was the first <laughs> word that popped in my head of. Yeah, we found all of these just by like these are all probably within Randomly the last like five Googling. years or so. I just we just googled like Weihnachtsmarkt Korruption, Weihnachtsmarkt Skandal, Weihnachtsmarkt Schwindel. I called or I tried doing um, Weihnachtsmarkt Chaos, and there was like nothing. There was no <laughs> chaos except for like the testing thing. Mm, okay. But I expected there to be some other type of chaos, but there was nothing. There's chaos, corruption. This swing, one is swindling. from just last month, though. This yeah, this is, is this recent. Is pretty much breaking news. Sorry yeah. to keep you guys up to date. You this know? is this <laughs> is breaking news. Second day of Christmas market scandals, the nineteenth of November, twenty twenty one. Headline: This is in Hoyta, which is I don't Seems know. Like the bill. Looks kind of tabloidy, but I'm I'm not super familiar with the Austrian media landscape. Headline, Viennese outraged by pastry fraud at Christmas market. <laughs> Girl, me too. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm, I'm always saying We've that. all been upset about like a pastry or another. Like, sorry, have, you tried, have you tried tasting one of those like gingerbread hearts? Like, no, that is a pastry <laughs> fraud. Did you like break a tooth? It's- Girl, it's like Play-Doh. <laughs> I think we have some of those over there if you want one. No, like the big ones. The oh, big the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the big the, ones. The, not oh, the not the big ones. With like the, the icing The decorative says, hearts. Oh. Like, do the ones that, that Oktoberfest, they have them in a heart shape, right? It's like a cheesy, it's like a cheesy thing to give to your crush. Yeah, my yeah. Fla- it's kind of a trope in German culture. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My flatmate has one hanging in our kitchen. <laughs> Have you tried to bite it? No. Are you going to? <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like I can't touch it. Like, it, I think it's been there for a long time. You genuinely could it's hit a symbol yourself of love. over the head and talk crack. Like, if, like, in case of fire, break glass with that. Okay. <laughs> You're fine. All right. <laughs> Two Viennese raised serious allegations. They were sold a fake roulotte at the supermarket. Um, like, from the, sorry, fake roulotte from the supermarket as a handmade one at the Flordeshof Christmas market. A pastry purchase was an unpleasant surprise for a Viennese woman on Friday. It's a very serious accusation. It's a very, I this agree. is, for, I mean, I, I mean, 
I, I, I'm appalled. I'm just saying I, I find say. this much more outrageous than the charges that were leveled at Sebastian Kurz. Okay, like Vien, Vien, the Austrian political culture should tackle the big issues. It's who's selling homemade cakes or cakes that are supposed to be homemade and are not homemade. Like, I don't care about some money changing hands in the government. I want to get to the bottom of whoever's pulling this thing <laughs> exactly. off. Exactly. Forge a master's thesis. Forge a PhD. Do not forge a roulade. Exactly. Have they some have respect. The funniest, have, exactly. have some dignity. They have okay? the funniest evidence photos on this. Yeah. Wait, we're going to link to all of these, by the way, so you can, like, go. But... The evidence pictures. And they literally have a slideshow. <laughs> yeah, they have a slideshow of images. But we should read what happens first and then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah I mean, I know everybody's like hanging on the edge of their seat. I know. <laughs> what did I, where did I get? I when she arrived the at the sentence. office, when she arrived at the <laughs> office, she, oh, no, no. No, you just said the first No, sentence. no, I just said that. That was just the subheadline. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, okay. Now onto the body. <laughs> now onto the body of the, of the actual piece here. This is where we get into the meat of the investigative journalism. A pastry purchase was an unpleasant surprise for a Viennese woman on Friday. On the way to work, she made a stop at the Christmas market to pick up a dessert for her colleagues. When she arrived at the office, she presented the roulade she had brought with her. Her colleague was puzzled. Okay, first of all, narc. <laughs> I know. Seriously. What, like, like who's going just... to complain about an office snack? I'm sorry. It's the most yeah. serious thing on earth. It's... All right, a baked good. They don't say where she works. I would be curious to know what kind of business this is. It's probably like some amt. She reported, when I bought the roulade, I specifically asked whether it was homemade or not. The saleswoman assured that it was handmade. However, my colleague drew my attention to the fact that it looked exactly the same as the one you can buy in the supermarket. Which, I'm sorry, fair play to the person like selling these things. What is with the co-worker? Yeah. So, like... What kind of coworker is that? That's just like, um, yeah, that nice thing you brought. No, that looks like the supermarket. Like, sorry, do not look at a gift horse in its mouth unless you're ready to do some animal dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna bake a roulada? I don't know how to do that. Does she? Do they? I don't know. What? It doesn't even look that good. Like, I mean, I also would not invest in a roulada. It looks like a shit cannoli. It looks really bad. It doesn't look nice, but imagine like you're at some grim office job. Everything's boring. Like the highlight of your week is when someone brings some like oversweet crap to the break room. Well, that's exactly and, like, why it gets critiqued because they're all so And then bored imagine and someone miserable. is like, it's like, oh, this looks like the one from the supermarket. Like, <laughs> that's oh so mean. <laughs> and you like went on this whole excursion to the Christmas, to the Christmas market, market to try and show your colleagues that you like have This is heartbreaking stuff. Like <laughs> if you want to hear a flip side of the story, once I was working at a German office and I had baked a cake, but the cake was so rancid by the day that my birthday came that I threw it out. And I was like, there was offices that caught it. I'll pick up some baklava. So I brought the baklava into the office where I was one out of like, I was the only brown person out of 40 whites. And HR actually emailed me and said, is this a homemade recipe? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is this like your family's recipe for Turkish delights? And I was like, that's not, that's not the recipe. That's not what I brought in. I'm not Turkish. Also, you are HR. <laughs> The only type of non-white cuisine <laughs> that is like 
the German brain is like, oh, I don't know. They're not German. Um, they must be Turkish. Turkish. Exactly. <laughs> God bless. What is, what is HR in German? Uh, they just call it HR all the time. I mean, Do they? it's usually like people support. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think people team operation management. Okay. There's lots of euphemisms for making it seem like they care about people. Right. <laughs> but there's not really like a set German word. Like German no. business culture is just rife with mm. with uh, Anglicisms. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I think we should do like a randomized controlled trial and bring baked goods that are from the supermarket and sell them as uh, and like like act as if they're not and see what percentage of people get knocked out for them being from the supermarket. It's probably very It's high. probably like 78%. <laughs> That, I mean, the other fucked up thing that we haven't really addressed is that for your own birthday, you bring like your own thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very strange, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure, too. We can All right. Talk about it later. Final, final paragraph of the article. It's a real, this is how you know it's a good publication because it has exactly three paragraphs in the article, which is. Yes. Yeah. That honestly, is my attention honestly, span. Yes. This is the article that I contributed, okay. and like <laughs> I'm, so, I'm I'm subscribing to Hoyte because they're operating at my level. Well, you also know it's a good article because they cite a quick search on the net. <laughs> that's, like, that's their <laughs> that's their source. Exactly. Last paragraph. A quick search on the internet showed that the nutritional information and ingredients on the Christmas market roulade were exactly the same as those inside of the supermarket. Gotcha. Wow. <laughs> she got told. Wow. I mean, that if that is not some fucking shoe leather reporting, there you go. The Viennese suspect that this is no coincidence. Quote, the roulade at the Christ Kindlmarkt was sold for three euros in the supermarket. It costs only one fifty nine. <sighs> what really annoys me, however, is not the price, but the lie. <laughs> Is it really necessary to be so brazen about a pastry? Says the woman indignantly. It is like incredible though. <laughs> it is. Oh. Honestly, with this kind of scam, you do kind of have to hand it to them and say, you know what? Good job. They're also <laughs> pocketing one euro 41 per thing. Like this is such a lame scam. Yeah. There's the not like three euros for a whole thing is pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> she, she should have like mixed up the ingredients and stuff. That's where she went wrong. Entirely. She should have like should have taken the stickers off. Yeah. Well, you know the criminals, you know the criminals next year are not going to be fooled oh, no. by this. Mm. They're going to print out their new labels that are going to be totally different. They're going to like like paint a little extra thing of frosting on the top so mm -hmm. it looks different. Like I mean, criminals are always one step ahead of the cops. It's always it's cat and mouse game so get ready for Hoyt's reporting in 2022 about pastry they're gonna fraud like, I'm sure there's like some like commission to investigate like the hausgemachte teigwan like something like she like went to like the city and like got them to I hope so I'm so bored of hearing about Sebastian Kurz and corruption and blah, blah. No, 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 no 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 we need to crack down on the real villains and it's the people selling fraudulent pastries alright <laughs> On the third day of Christmas market scandals, the inner, the the Germany gave the to me. The Westdeutsche Zeitung <laughs> gave to me. <laughs> <laughs> what did trouble what? about hut construction? 
Oh, here we go. <laughs> Procurement law disregarded at the Christmas yeah, market. Yeah, see, this is what I thought you were, like, foreshadowing with the, the Huta Konish. I was foreshadowing everything. I mean, <laughs> okay. it, all, it all ties full circle. Whoa. I mean, well, this is, I mean, this, is, this is probably a little, like, a little Christmas market Huta, like, upstart who doesn't know how to get around the procurement rules. So right. He's not the Huta he's not the, he's not. He's not the Koenig for a reason because he's getting written about in the best way to Zaitun. The real king doesn't isn't subject to these problems. The real king owns four companies that all give different bids, so he wins no matter what. Right. Right? And then it doesn't mm. run afoul of procurement fraud. Yep. October 8th, 2020. Lese dauert So, again, nice uh, reading reading duration, two minutes. So, you know, we're not... Uh, I need the important news, like, straight I need into, it in my straight. brain. Yeah, bam. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be reading Inject some long it. read I don't want this. a long-form Christmas no, no, no. The important stuff, this is in, I need it This is in Krefeld. Exactly. Say it in TikTok terms. Krefeld. <laughs> Krefeld. It's near Dusseldorf. Is there a dance for this hut construction? <laughs> I don't know what you So they have Michelle, specifically designed <laughs> huts in Krefeld, and they look like garbage. They're, like, white, boxy metal things oh no terrible 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 anyway the hut construction for the christmas market made in krefeld was not properly advertised in 2017 i'm the sorry can we the city made auditors, in krefeld is there is there listen that's germans like, are experts that's like make it in germany you remember the well but that's the thing is uh, sorry th so that isn't a translation i know i know it, yeah yeah it's, just it's, to be clear like i, I mean i'm reading it like a translation of this because all these articles are in German, but like, no, I'm looking at the German version. made in Krefeld. That's what they branded their so Christmas that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. this is this is literally what it's called. So it's like some town. I honestly could not find Krefeld on a map. I'm it's sorry. near. It's near Düsseldorf. I'm gonna say okay. West Germany. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nice. this is why we have thought leaders on the pod. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry for interrupting again. No, no, it's a, it's okay. I mean, I just I just want to talk about what the city auditors are talking about. <laughs> By Werner Dolman, who looks like a guy named Werner Dolman. The Krefeld City Marketing and Administration hesitated for a long time. It was finally clear this week. The Christmas market, made in Krefeld at the Dionysus Church, will Wait, also take sorry, place sorry. in, in my German special. Version, in my German version, it says, quote, made in Krefeld special. Yeah, oh, yeah. I left yeah. off the special, the special, because it, it like translated. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, but so they're uh, they're supposed to be open in 2020. I don't know if that actually happened. Just hours after this was officially announced, the market hit the headlines again, but this time less positively. A report by the Rheinische Post read: In Krefeld City, marketing the doors are wide open to the corruption. So they're kind of playing off this, right? Saying like, oh, Krefeld thinks their Christmas markets are open. But what they're actually open to is corruption. Bum bum. <laughs> and so basically, <laughs> this whole thing is some completely inane deal about like offering the bid for the Christmas market hut construction and not going through the proper tendering process. Almost 300,000 <laughs> euros awarded without competition. The thing is, right, if you actually look into all of the issues with Berlin-Brandenburg Airport, it comes down to things like this, mm. where you do have public, to spend public money, you do have to go through these public rounds of competitions. Yeah. Often there will be the front runner, i.e. the selected candidate, but 
with an airport, it kind of, I don't know, with an airport, it's maybe more understandable where there's so many moving parts. Um, but if you look at the history of that airport and specifically, obviously it just stacked up competition on competition until everything fell apart. With this, with this, with this, it's so bizarre. At some point, when they're constructing the huts, the really, really ugly huts that Ted mentioned, they they issued a non-compete clause for 100 kilometers around <laughs> Crayfield <laughs> to say that you cannot use similar artistic designs. These huts, they look like, I don't know, they look like Lisa Vanderpump did like a bathroom at Disneyland. Like, I, it's insane. I mean, this is in, like, Arrested Development where they find, like, the tent guy, and he's the tent guy in every in every city exactly. everywhere. And, like, they, like, try and find a tent yeah, yeah, yeah. anywhere, and it's, like, just the same guy. And he's, like, mm-hmm. Like, in trailer. <laughs> Corner on the market in Crayfield, apparently. Well, thankfully, the story ends happily. Oh, is does that, it? Um, <laughs> The production in the future of Christmas Market Huts, as well as the assembly and dismantling transport storage, electrification, and on-site service have been put out to tender. Mm. According to the city, three companies have applied, and the contract was applied to the most economically advantageous offer. It seems to be the same company as before. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so who is this? Like, who is benefiting from this? Who is getting all this? The guy, the the Krefeld Huls guy. I mean, so it sounds like he, I mean, he won illegitimately and he also won legitimately. So it doesn't sound like this is a right. big scandal. I mean, if so he's, he's the best guy for the, best guy for the job. Best guy for the job. Yeah. On our hands. A regional one. It sounds like a little upstart. If he's only, I mean, yeah, the non-compete clause in the 100 mile radius. I mean, the real question here. That's right? a lot like, of money. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of kilometers. Yeah, like this you get to like come in like a hundred kilometers. Like thirty million people live within like one tiny area <laughs> yeah. in like the Rhine Ruhr area. When I read this earlier, I don't know if I noted if I saw this, but it also didn't mention mention how many carpenters there are in Crayfield, which right. I do feel is quite critical to this analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there just one carpenter? Is that why? He was given it, or they were given it, or she was given it. I don't know. Well, there's more than 200,000 people in Krefeld. I would imagine there's more than one. It could still mean there's only They could have very low carpenters per capita. (laughs) (laughs) What's the average carpenters per capita? It's a water (laughs) tunnel. Average carpenters. (laughs) 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 On the fourth day of Christmas markets. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Are we on the fourth day of Christmas market? Okay. Germany gave to me... A competition (laughs) for the Moldwine Kings. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) December 1st, 2021. So this is some even more breaking breaking news. news. This is is hot off the... This is hot off the Rheinische Post press. (laughs) Did you have to sign up for this? One? I had to pay 99 cents <laughs> yeah, to get a one-month trial subscription to the Rheinische Post. Um, we have a Patreon if you guys want to, want to support. Pay for Ted's uh, regional <laughs> this is, newspaper. This is, what, this is what we do for you. <laughs> Dusseldorf. The mold wine pyramid was pushed to the edge of the Christmas market while the head of the showman served. This doesn't, the translation yeah. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. It starts, this is Uwe Jens Runau, uh, which I just love that Uwe is a guy's name. 
Um, it's normal <laughs> in Germany, but it's just a funny looking word. U-W-E. Uwe. 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 Who can stand where on the Christmas market? The fate of the popular mold wine pyramid with the rotating figures of Heino, Mother A, and Boyos is a continuing topic of conversation among the assemblers and dealers of the Dusseldorf Christmas market. Is this boys like Joseph boys? I assume not. I, I would assume... <laughs> I'm just imagining someone at a Christmas market wrapped in fur and rotting meat. Oh my god. <laughs> with like the wolf. With Mother I and Heino. <gasps> Oh my god! Do you know where Joseph Boyce is from? Krefeld! <laughs> and he's right next to Dusseldorf. And he died in Dusseldorf. These are very Rhineland heavy stories. So it's very possible it's the same the same Boyce family. Good local journalism in the Rhineland. God, RP. Covering what, they the earned that. No, we have two. We have two RP stories on this, and then another story is actually about the Dusseldorf Christmas market. So this is like. Um, yeah, for any any uh, Rhineland out there, this is this episode's for you. We haven't really talked much about the Rhineland. <laughs> Does anyone talk about the Rhineland? <laughs> Every, literally everyone lives there. Like what, what pop, like what percentage of German population do you think lives there? I don't I have think, the answer. I'm just honestly asking. I th- ooh, I think in NRW it's like twenty percent. Like yeah, it's yeah. like a lot of people. So it's like I said, thirty million, which is like probably an exaggeration, but it's probably like fifteen million around that Rhine rule. It's area. huge. Yeah. It's so many people there. Yeah. Isaac was just furiously typing. Do you have an answer? <laughs> Does it yes, include the Isaac is our, fa- our fact checker. Well, they're our not lives. telling me the percentage. I thought. Hope they're just giving me. Just, well, NLV we has NLV has eighteen million people. Okay, which is so a lot of people. Pretty close. Good enough. Um, anyway, this just goes on to talk about the positioning of where they are and in the little tower because there's a glue termchen. Um, at the market, and it's all about this battle over who is where to sell the glue vine. Um, because I guess if you're effectively just selling the exact same product at a bunch of different places, where you are, it's is, almost like a perfect competition scenario. This is this is the soziale Marktwirtschaft <laughs> <Yeah>. in action. <laughs> and yeah, oh, there's actually well, they report actually at the update. There's seven teams of two G scouts in action. Two uh, G meaning you have to either be vaccinated or recovered, whereas like a test doesn't work. So there's there's a uh, there's undercover teams here out to bus people, and that's like the little like kind of info box on the side. Um, here, I think you know there's uh, this is right in downtown Dusseldorf in the city center, uh, Heinrich Heineplatz, Shadowstrasse, Shadowplatz for for anyone who uh, unfortunately is familiar with the town of Dusseldorf. <laughs> Sorry um, to hear that. that yeah, for anyone that has had <laughs> for anyone that has had like a finance bro throw a comma zwei liter glass of like Altbier at them, um, Dusseldorf, what's up? I don't get these references. (laughs) (laughs) Altbier is like the shitty, like, like, so in Cologne, they have Kölsch. Yeah. Right. And in Dusseldorf, they have Altbier and they have like a big, like, kind of controversy about this. And they always say like the other lives on the wrong side of the Rhine because like Mm. Dusseldorf is on the, would be on the east side and Cologne would be on the west side and the river flows such that they say would flow from Cologne through Dusseldorf and so they say like Altbier is made of the piss of the people from uh, Cologne uh-huh. who piss their Kölsch into the Rhine right. and then they make Altbier out of the piss water which I don't disagree with because Altbier sucks and Kölsch is pretty good yeah, yeah I've never heard about I've never heard about the Dusseldorf one so 
I guess that makes sense. It has this old town full of just like absolutely awful bars where like all these like you know Ralph the uh, you know Ralph Lauren shirt like slicked back hair like the mm. German finance bro look. Those guys are all there like breaking their little glasses on the cobblestone streets. Years nice. ago, when I worked at a pub crawl in Berlin. We did a pub crawl for Prozeban, which is like, I don't know. Mm. What is the American equivalent? Oh, that's a good question. The American equivalent of Prozeban is kind of like TLC. Yes. Mm. But I... a bit more newsy and a bit trashier. So like very reportage. As if TLC did a one episode special on Jersey Shores. <laughs> and they wanted to display the kind of person who would go on a pub crawl in Berlin. But none of our guests were sexy or like spicy enough. So they flew in three women from Dusseldorf. <laughs> that to put it into perspective, this is the kind of city we're talking about. Which like the woman Nothing against them. They were actually incredibly lovely, but they were that kind of like the only way is Essex, Jersey Shore is made up. It is that kind of culture that permeates, I mean, realistically, every gendered performance right. and also everyone's public life. This is what we're talking about. I didn't realize this was the You know what we're going to do? We're going to fly some people up from Dusseldorf. <laughs> I don't know how much they got paid. Those girls were fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> And so the article concludes um, a bunch of like just weird like business guys talking about how much money they invested in their little towers that they built and like how they position themselves. He's already applied five or six times and has now been awarded the contract for this like prime spot. I invested a six figure sum and took a high risk like such a business guy thing. Appearance and success prove us right. He said so they're all bragging and like flexing because they got like the prime glue vine spot. Did you guys watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. So at one point in Parks and Rec, they try to kind of demonstrate the scale of Pawnee and how much of a small town it is. This article is essentially the article they reference. where in Parks and Rec. <laughs> they're saying we're Pawnee is so small that one of our like 13-year-olds went to the Olympics. No, he wasn't competing. He just went to that, and that was the front page story. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. This article is that. It is, like, big news. It, like, shakes up a town when stuff like that happens. Yeah. I, I don't really... What, wait, so what is the scandal with this one? Like, what is the... If this one's not so much a scandal. It's, it's just a competition like, about the... It's just, like, uh, people throwing a bunch of elbows and, like, right. bidding for more and more, uh, like, more extravagant towers to go in the It's Christmas just because markets. you think Christmas markets so are fun. wholesome and it's non-wholesome. Yeah, and behind it, there's some, like, weird, <laughs> like... Insane, like fifty-five-year-old business guy who's just like, I will not let Helmuller take the prime blue vine spot again. And so, like, there's, there's not actually any drama. They should just have like a lottery, like a lottery every year, just to see who gets the best spot. And who? Okay, day day ads. We are in the Sociala Market here, okay? The competition for the Mold Wine King continues. That's why everything keeps getting better year after year. So true. Okay, back with another hit. On the day of Weihnachten, Germany. Rheinische Post gave to us yet again. Let's go. Thank you, Rheinische Post. Um. 
This one actually ties that we will be now one. sourcing from a lot more. Thirty-one thousand <laughs> euro rent for storage of Christmas market huts. So. What? Is that a lot or a little? I don't know how much it usually costs to store a Christmas market hut. That wait to store this is, one. This, this is in Krefeld again. Krefeld. So these are the huts. These are the huts. <laughs> these are the, these huts. Are the storage oh. of the huts. Because so we not only it out. It's not, all about the huts. not only is the tendering process corrupt here, the same corrupt <laughs> Christmas market guy in Krefeld is charging a killing to store the huts. And maybe it's a Cunningham. Okay, how much <laughs> money is there in Christmas market? A lot, I bet. <laughs> Okay, well, Lily, parentheses 13, um, <laughs> spent €5.50 on a fucking glue gun. And well, 2 50 of that was a font, yeah, though. But like, people don't return those. I feel like people keep what? them as that souvenirs. That's so true, actually. People oh, keep them yeah. as souvenirs. That's, I mean, that's, that's why they're such a high yeah. fund. Because mm. they know you're going to be drunk at the end of the thing yeah. and see that there's like 40 people in line to get their 250 back, and you're going to say, never mind, I'll just take it home with me. And then you're going to say, oh, maybe it's I'll give it to cute. my mom for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you have the Christmas gift for two fifty. That seems pretty good. That well, that's like what, that's what they think you're thinking. <laughs> Alternatively, you could get them a hut. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this literally starts from the public prosecutor's investigation into the background of the Christmas market made in Krefeld uh, by the city is ongoing. So like they're they're like this is like a known thing in the Rhine area. Is like this is the the Krefeld Christmas market is like. Okay. A big deal. Next year, we need to do a Spassplum's excursion, excursion to, to Krefeld's Christmas So they, they actually like cite in the intro paragraph <laughs> is, all summarizing, yeah, okay. is, is all summarizing the previous from two Christmas market scandals ago in the Vestoite Zeitung, this being the Rheinische Post. So they, this is all actually building. So this is this is important. Every day of Christmas, there's new... So there, there, it raised it raised a lot of questions. They said, "Well, wait. If there's this scandal in Krefeld, maybe there are other scandals elsewhere." Um, which is such an amazing German thing to think, like, "Oh my God, there was one corruption scandal. Maybe there's other corruption in our country." Like the German <laughs> assumption that their country is like spotless and perfect, and none of this could ever happen here. And then to be so shocked in like the year. 2020 that there might be corruption in this country and like having that be breaking news is uh it's it's german exceptionalism <laughs> which is a particularly like mediocre type of exceptionalism but like they think they're exceptionally like balanced i guess right they're like not too free market they're not too communist they found the exact perfect balance yeah. and their exceptionalism is like is not being the best at any one thing it's having found the perfect middle they ground. found the perfect middle yeah i was just gonna yeah. say they <laughs> and also so, it does play yeah. into like the classic i mean let's be honest here one of the classic german hobbies is blaming things on people <laughs> like they love they love to point fingers it is actually its own art form in this country so i can imagine something like an un an uninvestigated corruption scandal mm. a leaf left unturned oh my god yeah. how many fingers can be pointed there probably they, thousands they can't sleep at night exactly they, they need, it. They need <laughs> the blame to be on the flip side has the nrv nordrhein-westfalia has it not flooded twice in the past few months do they not have bigger things to worry about? <laughs> no, it's all about the Christmas market. It's the only thing people want to read about. It's, uh, it's what sells it. the newspaper. I can't believe subscribe to this. For... No, it's worth it. We, we need we need the stuff here. So. 
Should we do? Yeah, let's five? move on. Yeah, it's just. Wait, uh, I, I, it's, oh, I, I feel like I didn't. Done. Did we have a conclusion about the? We didn't have a conclusion. It's just there's a lot like, of questions. There are a lot of questions <laughs> that are open because of this, and they're wondering like. Wait, am I paying way the too much? The financialization like, of Christmas markets. Am yeah. I right? It used to be just a family friendly. <laughs> used, used to be able to go <laughs> to the Christmas market <laughs> factory without a high school degree, just go work there and support a family as a Christmas market builder. And nowadays, what has our country become? <laughs> we used to be a real country. We used to, <laughs> oh we used to be a real land. <laughs> we used to be a real. Wir waren ein echtes Land, ey. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah yeah uh there's probably uh, people who say that and yeah, i don't yeah. want to know them mm. don't, don't want to and so yeah um basically a lot of sums that are very high for the dismantling um the dismantling Sorry, and storing of christmas market so, cause, yeah, there's a lot is... of questions being raised there's no actual clear conclusion here because you know they're still investigating but this Krefeld incident has raised a lot of alarm bells in the greater Rhine it's area. It sent waves. I mean, this yeah. is also Through from more Christmas than a market. year ago. Like, I'm sure, has the investigation borne fruit? It's Germany, man. It's going to be years. <laughs> yeah. Also, sorry, like, these, again, these are the same huts we talked about earlier. They're so, so ugly. <laughs> They're so ugly. These are the ugly. metal ones. This is the genius of being a hut guy, right? You probably make the ugliest hut possible that can't be competed with because you trademarked it. And then it's incredibly hard to store because Currently it's so googling. ungainly and weird looking. Did you see? And then you win. You win on the back end and the front end, and you're the only guy that can disassemble it. So then you need to charge six thousand euros to take <laughs> Make apart a new the type hut. Of hut. Nobody can take care of it except for and you. Did, <laughs> did I not offer my business advice? At hey, the start of this? as an entrepreneur, I would invest. Wait, but so does the, the builders of the huts also benefit from the storage of the huts? Like the money, because this I'm is about so, the storage sorry, um, of the. And yeah, do the biz do the workers get the surplus value? <laughs> I mean, Isaac, <laughs> have a liberal on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> first, DDR zwei null, and then now it's you're just, you're, <laughs> your ideologies are catching me off guard here, man. I don't know what we're on about. Okay, before we wrap on this article, just like one quick note. No, but that was these huts. I cannot. Stress enough, they're so ugly. So <laughs> ugly. Yeah. It's like someone spray painted aluminum foil as like a fucking tent over a toilet in Epcot or something. Where were these huts stored? In a park called the Mies van der Rohe Park. Of all the names. Of all, Mies van der Rohe did not die for this. It looks like... If you wanted to make a more durable version of like the sort of typical like white kind of marquee thing that you'd have like a, I don't know, a luncheon, I don't know. <laughs> like one of those things. Like a wedding tent. Yeah, like a wedding yeah. tent. But that, it's like if you wanted that to last for a while and made it like more square. Like and rigid, metal, just completely metallic, rigid you know, and yeah. Terrible, terrible, yeah. terrible. Are we, are we on to number six now? Michelle, this is, I think this, this is being... I have an, I'm eating. On the sixth day of Christmas market scandals, Mercure.de gave to us, headline, the, quote, romantic Christmas market in Regensburg remains closed. Zoda stands against the organizers. This is and also just so from earlier this month. This is from earlier. This is, again, breaking, breaking news. news. and has a great picture of Marcus Zoda looking like a weird ogre, as he does. <laughs> <laughs> And so the gist of this is that 
Marcus Duda has banned Christmas markets, the minister president of Bavaria, like the, the governor of the state, basically. He has banned Christmas markets because he's kind of trying to emerge as like the tough guy on, on COVID. That's his deal. Um, but what has happened is that one of the Christmas markets has tried to rebrand themselves as not um, sort of an enjoyment for fun market, but rather a market where you can just buy important uh, important items. <laughs> and so it's a so the the it's like an annoying legal definitional thing here. But the idea is that Christmas markets are banned if they're only leisure facilities that have entertaining activities. But pure goods markets are not affected by the ban. So the market has tried to rebrand itself as only selling goods. And there's been this like ongoing dispute with the state, whether it's a leisure event or it's just a goods market. And so... The fate of the Regensburg Christmas market hangs in the balance of this uh, this legal dispute. So they're trying to like argue that they're an essential service, basically. I mean, pharmacy, <laughs> Christmas no. market, same, same. It yeah. is kind of beautiful when you think about what lawyers actually spend their time doing. Because <laughs> a lot of it is actually litigating these definitional clauses. So for example, right now you see loads of yoga studios that are open in countries where there are either mandatory vaccinations for fitness or mandatory, I don't know, X, Y, and Z conditions. What are they trying done, to say that they're spiritual? They're spiritual yep. healing centers. Yep. So they can navigate around the vaccination requirements, which means that now lawyers have to sit around their desks thinking about how much money they've spent on their education, defining what spiritual practices are. Well, in Germany, you don't spend as much money, I guess, but you have to do it for like, 12 years like you have to like know yeah. you want to be a lawyer when you're 16 and you're in exams till you're like almost 30 like at which point you can either go be like a corporate law clerk or you could literally just be a judge like yeah you graduate ready to do both if you get good enough grades yeah, yeah. well <laughs> i mean personally i would want to spend over a decade of education to decide the difference between romantischen warenmarkt and romantischen <laughs> Weihnachtsmarkt. A romantic goods market. Versus a romantic Christmas market. <laughs> that I... is literally the, the legal wow. issue at stake here in Regensburg. So um, as far as I can tell, this is an ongoing dispute. And um, stay tuned for, for future updates. Yeah, we'll okay. keep you yeah. in the know about we'll this We'll keep one. you in the know. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for the Hey, it's Isaac here. Congrats, you've made it through the first six days of Christmas market scandals. Once the Glühwein started flowing, we really started to get into things, so we thought it would be best to split this into two parts. So days 7 to 12 of Christmas market scandals will be released on Christmas Day, December 25th, and we'll pick up right where we left off, including an update on the Regensburg Romantische Weihnachtsmarkt. So to be continued, and happy holidays.